I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Loose Units. What's this called? Uh, loose ends. Loose ends. Oh, you did it. You did it. Oh, it is. It's loose units, loose ends. And every week, Dad and I get together and we basically go through and give everybody an extra dose of loose units each week. Now, obviously, I mean, the acoustics are here here weird, Dad, because we've moved house and mm. um, I'm currently recording hunched over in a very odd position, trying to hide from train noises. But um, we should probably start at the beginning. This is loose units origins this season and basically be going back through Loose Units, the book, chapter by chapter. And this week's episode, uh, Dad, you talked about learning to type, if you recall. Yes? Mm, yep. Okay. I almost suffered PTSD. Really? Yep. Okay. I, well, I have an it. email here from um, I have an email here from Andy in Melbourne, uh, which will probably uh, address some of your things. Hi, Paul and John. I am sitting here touch typing a report and listening to the podcast, and John has just described learning to touch type. I learned to touch type in the mid to late 80s at secondary school in Victoria and was exposed to the wooden box device John described. It was considered the worst invention possible in typing classes. If you looked at the keyboard, a piece of A4 typing paper was taped onto your typewriter covering your hands so that if you looked down, all you saw was a piece of crisp white paper jumping around with your hands underneath. The smart kids soon worked out that if you lifted your hands into a bongo drums playing fashion, the paper would lift and occasionally lodge upright so you could see your hands and the keyboard. If this happened during an assessment, the wooden box cover was placed over your hands and you had to continue with the typing class and exercises with a significant degree of shame involved. This was my experience at a time when you learned to type on a manual typewriter and you knew you had to make it in the typing world when you were promoted to a golf ball typewriter. Students who were forced to type with boxes over their hands were rarely promoted. Keep up the great work with the podcast and writing. Andy, Melbourne, thoughts, Dad? Well, I think that the person that um, developed the box, Mm -hmm. um, if you were to analyse them on a psychiatrist's couch, and I'm not sure whether psychiatrists actually use couches, Mm-hmm. Or will you just sit down in a comfy chair? Sure, sure. Um, Not like a hammock or something. No, I think that's a bit a bit weird. Um, but Paul, it's a weird device. Now, I've been thinking about this and I thought there's a way around the, the mystery box and that is just to wear glasses that are painted black. How's that for an idea? Or put a hood over your head, like a black hood. So what happens is you've got to have your fingers in a certain position to start yes now that could be technically slightly difficult so what happens is it requires a second person so you get your fingers onto the relevant keys yes. and then someone puts a hood over your head sure 
and then you're ready to go. Yeah, but the problem there is you said it's a way around the wooden box. Actually, what you're saying is it's a substitute for the wooden box because <laughs> it achieves the same thing. Yes, but it's it's a lot easier to carry some spectacles or a hood yep. in your pocket than lugging around a massive wooden box. Yeah, but the person trying to type is not bringing the box with them to stop themselves from being able to type. It is a punitive measure to stop people cheating when they're learning to type. So mm. why would you bring a hood to make things harder for yourself? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what if the box, okay, what if you had a really big box and you have the spectacles that you mentioned? First of all, primo use of the word spectacles. It's not 1910. Secondly, okay, you've got these glasses and there's like a webcam feeding you what's inside the box to your glasses. So mm. it looks like you're double, it like, um, you know, penalizing yourself, right? Mm. It looks like you're making things twice as hard. And the instructor's like, wow. This guy's mm. amazing. He can't. He's wearing darkened glasses, and he's got the wooden box. Why is the box three feet high so that the camera can get a good angle? Paul, Doesn't matter. Paul. Yeah. Why not just yeah have blacked out windows and turn the lights off in the classroom so no one can see? Well, then if someone if there's a murder, right, mm. and then the lights come on, you've got fifteen people. Uh, with blackened glasses and their hands are trapped in wooden boxes. Mm. I mean, that's like who who That'd did the be great. then? That, there's the, that's the basis of a great who done it. Could you rig one of the boxes to you know cut someone's hands off easily? E- e- I'm sorry, easily. Yeah, there are, there are techniques. Do you, would you care to go through a few? Well, you could line one of the boxes with razor blades. Yeah, but then how is it? How do the razor blades actually come down? Oh, they don't. When you feed your fingers in, your fingers are all chopped off. And then right. when you pull your little stumps out. Right. So you pull you pull your little stumps out. Yeah. Right. I'm just curious as to how... Okay. Let, okay. The, whole, the whole concept of, of touch typing is an anathema. Do you want to run that one by me again? Well, it's... Um, I just wanted to use that word this morning. You'd, well, well done. I Thank mean, you. it's it's a great word. Yeah. So I've got an email here from someone who shall remain anonymous because they've requested that and you will find out why soon. Hi guys, I just listened to the last episode and I laughed out loud. Thank you. You're very welcome, anonymous. Anonymous. I am typing this with two fingers because I never learned to touch type. It wasn't compulsory at my high school. It wasn't at my school uh, either, by the way. I am sending this story via email as I don't want my name or my hubby's name mentioned in this story and if you decide to read it out, (laughs) done. For obvious reasons after you read it, ha ha ha. When my husband and I were living in Wollongong back in the 80s before we were married, we lived on the second floor of a unit block and had no phone. Hubby rebuilt a Honda 750-4. 754, is that what you would call it? A four-cylinder 750 Honda, yep. Yeah, cool. In one spare room and realized he had to unbuild it to take it down the two flights of stairs, no lift in our units, and you will understand why he was so confounded in a minute. Because in the second spare room, there was foil lining the walls, curtains closed, and the lights a bit brighter than usual, and a few happy plants growing incredibly well in there. All was well and good, no hassles. We both worked nights at the time, hubby at a servo, and me at a restaurant. This particular night I was home from work but by myself because I was going for an operation the next day. At about 9.30 there was a knock at the door, panicked a bit because, you know, who knocks on the door at that hour? I peeped through the people and saw a blue police hat, nothing else, just the hat. Um, is this a ghost story? Because if there's a hat hovering outside your apartment, I mean, I'm going to assume there's a body attached and keep reading. Mm. Okay. Uh... 
I opened the door with shaky hands, thinking something had happened to a family member, and not thinking about the bright lights coming from the hallway. There stood an elderly policeman, elderly to me at 22. He was probably my age now. He was there to tell me that my operation was cancelled due to a doctor's strike. Yep, it happened, a doctor's strike. So again, without, and after he asked me, was I okay because I was so shaky, I invited him in for a cuppa. Yes, I invited the man in for a bloody cuppa. He sat down on our cane lounge. Cane, that is, that is pure 80s, and I, I salute you, anonymous emailer. He sat down on our cane lounge with his back to the hallway, and on the coffee table facing him was a pottery butter dish filled with ready-to-use happy herb. You couldn't see the contents, thank heaven. Behind his lounge was a huge cane and bamboo smoking implement, and up the hall was a room with bright lights glowing. Luckily, I had to pass the hall door to go into the kitchen to make him that bloody cuppa, so I closed that on the way. He sat and chatted to me while drinking his coffee and gave me a lecture about leaving the sliding door to our veranda open. <laughs> That's exactly what sweet. Dad does. <clears throat> yeah. Very sweet. Yeah, Even though we're on the second floor, because anybody can climb up and come in. That's that's very that's spot good. On. That's spot on. Well done, officer. Mm. He stayed with me to comfort me as he felt I was very nervous and he was worried that I was alone. That was sweet of him. Maybe he just wanted to bong on and didn't know how to ask. That's me saying that, by the way. Mm. Just some supposition. Hubby didn't get home for another three hours and I was a bloody mess thinking the whole time the policeman knew what was going on and he was going to send the SWAT team to raid us. That memory came up while I read the book the first time and again today listening to John retell his tale on the police visit to his home and his roommates. Big thanks, Anonymous. That's a lovely story. Isn't it? And it Mm. contains so many loose unity things. It's Mm. got 80s policing. Uh, it's got cane furniture. It's got a bit of a home grow sitch. It's got that veranda story. Mm, I mean, it's, it's also unusual in that a police officer he sounds like a sergeant mm. coming around to tell them about a medical procedure. It's been cancelled. That is weird. That is very unusual. Perhaps Why? he was stoned. <laughs> Perhaps he wasn't a police officer. He'd been to a shop and hired a police uniform and saw the bright lights. Yeah, sure. I mean, there are lots and lots of things we can imagine. It's unusual for a police officer to be working one out as well, particularly that time of night. So my gut feeling, he would have been a supervising sergeant at a fairly small station and somehow or other. It's it's, it's slightly weird, the story, but, mm-hmm. but again, plausible. Because I've, I've, anything is possible in this day and age. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Now, did he know about the... I mean, it's my gut feeling is that he's certainly not naive. Um, But perhaps the lovely anonymous lady um, just charmed him. And he felt that, you know, there was nothing to really worry about. Um, It reminds me, Paul, a few years ago I went to an antique call on the Northern Beaches Mm -hmm. and there was a guy in a wheelchair and he'd inherited this house. And I was looking at buying certain antiques and he was suffering a fair bit of pain. Mm -hmm. He had a terminal illness. Um... But he had some dodgy characters with him in this house. And as it turns out, I, I went back fairly often. Um, and then one day, because uh, I wanted to sort of say, look, are there any other rooms in this house where you might have other stuff? And he he wanted to say yes, but his minders, then these minders were, were crims. Yeah. Uh, they, they were very adamant that I not be allowed to walk around the house. Jesus. Um, anyway, look, I looked down this hallway and I saw a plastic, black plastic um, covering on a, on a doorway, but there was no door. But this particular thick plastic sheeting was literally breathing like a lung. It was inhaling and exhaling. Now, that had me very, very intrigued. Um, obviously, I didn't mention to these guys that I had any connections to the police, the, the police force. Mm. But I began to to think to myself that something was awry. Um, but over the months, I kept going back, buying more and more stuff, and then I began to build up a bit, a bit of a relationship with these other two guys. Sure. And um, one day, one of the guys just felt a desire mm-hmm. for whatever reason. To show me what was behind this door, but you actually couldn't get into the room from this particular. It was like a membrane. It was like a living, breathing membrane. Never seen anything <laughs> like it. Anyway, Paul, this is one of the stories from the vault. Okay. Oh shit. Okay. Um, and I've. There are going to be people out there that look. I let me say. Let me say this that. I was conflicted by what I saw. Um, But he then took me to another section of the house and then I Mm realised that the room 
that we were about to go into did not correspond size-wise with one's expectations of looking at. It's like you look at a house from the outside. When we go into houses, and it's the same with all of us, there are expectations. Our brain does micro-computations based on previous experiences so that when you go into a house, generally speaking, there aren't too many things that will surprise you. It's not like a TARDIS where you go into a little box and there's a massive room. But in this particular case, the impression that I got was there should be more room inside this house than there was. And then I began to realize there were a series of fake walls. Anyway, we went through this door into a void and then we went into the next room. Now I'm going to try and describe as best I can what I experienced. It was almost a religious experience where when he opened up the second door, the intensity of the light was so bright that the white light almost looked purple. It was so intense. But not only was it incredibly intense, the heat emanating from this room, it was like stepping into a Malay jungle. And then, as my eyes began to adjust, and there were these light bulbs coming down from the ceiling, the light bulbs were... Now, I'm going to try and give a very good analogy here. Imagine if you got a very, very large party balloon and blew it until it just was about to pop. So we're talking... um, I'm going to talk in inches because I find it a little bit easier to relate. And that is, say, maybe 15 maybe 18 inches in diameter. In other words, a very, very large... And there were a series of these light globes coming down. They were massive and they were, they were emanating and, and, and radiating the most intense light. But as, as if that part of the story isn't incredible, the most beautiful sight, one of the most extraordinary... And, you know, I'm sitting here at this computer talking to you, Paul, and I'm going to try and relay the intensity of the jungle I saw. It was a hydroponic jungle, but the thing that really struck me was the incredible intensity of the most exquisite green I'd ever seen. It was like a green that I had never seen before, and it it was a combination, and, and it was a very advanced hydroponic system. So there was continuous water flowing through the roots. But these plants were not tall. They had grown about maybe half, not even half a metre, and then they were kind of falling over each other. And they were just pure buds. The intensity of this plantation, and I could smell something very beautiful, something sweet. And I just stood there. He should have given me intense, dark, almost welding goggles to have been able to cope with the intense light. It was literally burning my retinas out. And there I was, transfixed in this incredibly um, high-tech hydroponic marijuana plantation. Yeah. Uh, And I just stood there. And I kind of felt in awe 
at the trouble they'd been sort of to to set this thing up. Mm. But then, of course, one might ask oneself, how how do these people actually get caught? Well, they get caught by excessive um, power usage, but that's easy to get around. Mm-hmm. Can you guess how they get around the incredible power bills? Um, no, I have no idea. Well, they get dodgy electricians in, and they basically tamper with the uh, fuse boxes, and they actually... They reroute and steal power, and they can divert power, and they, they, that's one of the things they do. Then you've got the problem with the excessive water, mm-hmm. but what you can do is you can w- work the water on a, on a, like a, on a cycle, so yeah. it's a rotation system. So I was clearly conflicted. I will say this in my defense, that the owner of the house, who was in a wheelchair who had terminal cancer, yeah. he said to me that uh, this particular marijuana plantation that would have probably dosed about a million people he said that it was for his personal use um yeah but um anyway it was an interesting experience now i thought long and hard about how to notify the local detectives Mm -hmm. and because of my previous experience in the new south wales police force um i didn't feel comfortable and i basically didn't actually trust i didn't really trust giving that information on so uh i let it slide so that's that for a story that's bananas mm. did uh, he give you any no and no, i wouldn't have taken it definitely not all right um, that, that's, I, mean, that's... I, I don't take i don't use um i don't use drugs i'm not i'm not saying i mean i have my own views about um i i have very complex views about about drugs mm. um which I guess we could talk about another time. But I do know that in certain countries where they've decriminalised, um, which I think is a really good thing, um, yeah. but what a lot of people don't realise about decriminalising, and, and a case in point, and this is a very uh, interesting angle for the listeners, that is that let's take the Netherlands, for example, which is a very, very liberal country in terms of the drug scene. You just go into any coffee shop, um, which is code for, you know, the drugs in in, the, in in Amsterdam, for example, and you can sit at these bars and you've got all the different types of hash and hash oil and marijuana and you know all all the good gear, um, but you've still got organised crime. Now in the Netherlands, <clears throat> they're having real problems with um, slavery. So the the organised gangs in the world, if you decriminalise something they they still need to get their money there from illicit dealing so they just simply move into something else oh, okay so that that's something to consider yeah um and also i think i've mentioned to you before paul that i mentioned that the, the cocaine thing at that party but i have friends um and a couple of them actually which i find really annoying they say to me oh look you know cocaine it's just it's just great that's cool. And your sister went to a particular... She worked at a particular location in Sydney and at a particular uh, high-profile organisation's Christmas party and said there was cocaine from arsehole to breakfast in all the toilets. It was like people had been throwing flower bombs around. Um, I'm not going to mention who, who the organisation is, but it gives me contempt for that particular organisation. Now... People say, oh, the cocaine, it's really cool, it's great. But what I say to these people, and I'll say it very loud and clear right now, 
I say to these people, but what about the country that it comes from? What about the incredible, the gangs, the, all the bodies that are hung from bridges that are decapitated, that are skinned alive, that are burnt? They're, it's just so bad in South America because the gangs are controlling this, this industry. And then it makes its way to high society in, for example, Sydney, where it's gone through all the rotten, dirty, disgusting, foul sort of things that it, that happened during its process and the murder and the mayhem and the misery and, the, and the, just the, the terrible tragedy that happens in, in South American countries. And then the people in, in Sydney, for example, are at their highfalutin apartments doing coke. And I'm thinking, but are you thinking about how it actually got here? And it's and I mean and that's what really shits me. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm, I feel as though I'm getting on no, a bit of a pedestal no, no. here. Please, this has been a really, really interesting episode of Loose, and I've really enjoyed it. I really appreciate the insights, and I know our listeners really appreciate these, frankly, insane stories as well. Dad, that's all the time we have for today's episode. But next week on Loose Units Origins, uh, make sure you've got your copy of Loose Units. Oh, and also thank you for all the messages from people saying how much they've been enjoying uh, Electric Blue. I really cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. It's just so nice to have listeners reach out and just say... So I just wanted to really say thank you for all the lovely feedback about Electric Blue. It means so much. Make sure you grab Electric Blue, grab Loose Units, and we will see you on Tuesday for a new episode of Loose Units Origins. See you then. Cheerio. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. They offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.